Hey, it's Jonathan Van Ness. Americans United for Separation of Church and State defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose, so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms like abortion rights, marriage equality, public education, and even American democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs. Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU at au.org slash curious. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money. Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two bedroom suite instead of a one bedroom suite? So your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room. So you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys's room. Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sally Krawcheck, where I ask her, what in the world is a gender wealth gap? Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. I'm so excited for this week's episode. We have Sally Krawcheck. She's the CEO and co-founder of Elevest. That's right, right? That's right. Nailing it. And she's the former, C- former CFO of Citigroup and Smith Barney. Those are ginormous. Mm-hmm. So the question of the day is, is there a gender pay gap in 2020? The First of all, 
I'm more excited than you are for me to be here. I am just, thank you so much for having me. We are huge Jonathan Van Ness fans ah. in our family, and you are the best of us. Well, thank you so much. I Thank you so much for saying that. That's so sweet. Um, but you are a, <laughs> but, no, but you're like a titan in your field. You are, uh, you are not someone who is like, you know, new to the rodeo. You have been in. <laughs> I'm old. You, Jonathan just, Vanessa just said I was old. No, I'm just saying like, you have had like a really oh, major yeah. career. I mean, you have been like in really, you know, like to pull a line from Hamilton, like the room where it happened right. and a lot of like really important rooms and a lot of important places. Mm-hmm. And I think that you've had, you know, a really incredible uh, kind of like second act in right. your career mm-hmm. of really bringing this, you know, this story and this awareness of of the gender pay gap mm-hmm. and, and really empowering women to invest and to right. be, you know, more conscientious of like what investment means uh, for women. Well, the the bottom line is I've been so fortunate in my career, Jonathan. I so did not mean to call you because you're, uh, you're, no. you're, 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 you're baby. No, I exactly. I'm 28 and have <laughs> done this stuff, but I've been, I've had so much, I've loved it so much. I've had ups, I've had downs. I've been at big companies. I've been at medium-sized companies. And when I stop and say, given the good fortune I've had, what can I do to change things for the better, to grow our economy, to moderate society, to help women, to help their families, to help men? And when I looked at what I could do, it's to get more money in the hands of women. And I always say, just tell me something bad that happens when women have more money. The answer is nothing. Nothing bad happens for everybody, whether it's their daughters, their sons, et cetera. Um, it grows the economy. It moderates, you know, inequality. And so we are at Elevest really focused on, yes, the gender pay gap. But I would argue even more importantly, there's what you make and there's what you keep and what you have. And so the gender wealth gap as well. How do we get more money in the hands of women by helping them? figure out how to navigate this world, but also to invest, which is something, you know, each of us can take small steps towards. So the idea of income versus wealth Mm -hmm. is, you know, income is like what you make in a year. And then your wealth is like, as Elizabeth Warren would say, like the diamonds, the Rembrandt and the yacht. No, it's I would actually say it differently. And that is a weird word. Wealth, everybody. I'm not wealthy. I'm not wealthy. It means what your net assets are. What do you have? What cash do you have on hand? What home do you have? And here's the issue. That's what I was saying, that's Queen. Right. I know. Okay, well, I was helping further. But yeah, but it's like, but it, it's it, just right? like what your things are. It's not, it's but like, it's not until you die. When we think say wealth, people think diamonds, right, and pearls. It's your house. It's your it's network. Your car. Exactly. It's your. And do si- clothes count? Yes. What about furniture? Um, Yes, because in this day and age, actually, you can sell some of it, right? It used to be you had it and then it was gone. And like but, art. Uh, but these, this turtleneck, I, I um, got this on the real real. My friend Julie runs it, and you know it's secondhand. But anyway, back Your to friend the, runs a real real. Yeah. Oh, I've got great friends. Holy shit! I know. I can casual. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to the point. Yes. So sitting here in our country today, women make about eighty-two cents on the dollar to a man. Um, we can cut that in all kinds of ways, but the bottom line is it's been closing slowly, too slowly. It's decades away from closing for white women, 100 plus years for black women, 200 plus years for Latinx women. But it's it's bad and it's getting somewhat better. So that's the gender pay gap. The gender wealth gap, how much do I have? How much you know? am I keeping, et cetera, is dramatic pause. 32 cents on a man's dollar and has actually been getting worse. 
And so we as women are not making as much as men are. And when it's said and done, we're not keeping as much because we're, we've got more debt, more credit card debt, more student loan debt. We're not investing as much and we have more years out of the workforce. And is it, I mean, I don't know about like anyone else's family, but I definitely feel like in my family, like it was very much like my dad would often be like, they don't need that. And then the mom's like, well, yeah, they need the, like they need like, you know, shorts. It's like 150 right. degrees outside. Right. Like they're not going to wear like corduroys. Like it's mm-hmm. like, so you like take them to like the store and they get some shorts. But it's like a lot of times I feel like the dad will be like, no. And then like the mom ends up just like getting holding Well, that's the exactly right. So you've got three times as many women, single mothers with childcare, you know, having primary childcare than you do men and children are expensive. Um, so that is part of it. But you're also starting to hit on another point, Jonathan, which is what happens in the home around money. And that so many women today are, oh, I'm bad with money. I'm not good at it. I'll, you know, if I get married or partnered, you do the money and I'll do the birthday parties or I'll do the budgeting, et cetera. And one thing that we really need to change in this country is that still today we talk to our uh, children differently about money. For little boys, it's be wealthy, grow, dare, invest. And for little girls, it tends to be more budget, coupon clip, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the patriarchy, if I could say a sparky word, you know, as we grow up, we we internalize that, right? That, oh, it's money's all about saving and, and protecting, whereas for men, they're growing, et cetera. So today in this country, when you say, talk about money to a man, he immediately thinks power, strength, independence, and a woman immediately thinks isolation, loneliness, uncertainty. Oh. I know. Interesting. I would also say, and that another layer to this, or another layer of intersectionality to this conversation is that like LGBTQ people have like a much higher rate of homelessness oh. than their heterosexual counterparts. And so I also think that really when it, because I was thinking about like, you know, how did we get here? Like, what's the history of this? Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at like even the Constitution, like one thing we've learned on this podcast is that like only white men were allowed to vote for so mm-hmm. long. And then like, you know, women didn't have like the, the vote until like the 1920s. So it's like, you no, know, it's 1920 because 1920. it's 100 years is the anniversary uh, of essentially white women's I vote this year. I split the difference. Yeah. So white women's vote. Right. It w- well, it was supposed to be for all women, but it really, you know, ended up being white women and black women, women of color gained the vote later state by state. Uh, I know. I know. So so that does mm-hmm. um, just like thinking of that, because I think that, you know, marginalized Anyone who's marginalized, I think it's like really money and wealth has historically been taught as, you know, a white man's thing. No kidding. Absolutely. On sort of every level. I mean, still today, when we think about successful business people, all of us think about a white man. When we go to Elevest Business, which we're an investing platform for women and women plus, when you think about that Elevest... Is that like non-binary? Yes. We, in fact, we are, I think, well, only the only one that I know of in our onboarding, we ask a gender male, female, non-binary. And then, and the reason that's important is because if we're building your retirement account, women live longer than men do, right? Women, non-binary individual salaries peak sooner than men do. And so I think we're really the, I know we're the first that I've heard of, and I think still today, the only one that um, customizes investment portfolios for, you know, where you are in the gender spectrum. I love that. Yeah. Well, and look, we're trying to do it because, you, again, you're hitting at another essential truth, which is the businesses that I grew up in, the investment business, the money business, is overwhelmingly male. 
that 86% of financial advisors are male, 98% of mutual fund dollars are managed by men. Look, I love men. I've been married to a couple of them. I think they're (laughs) just amazing creatures. But surely this isn't, you know, when the research tells you women are as good with money and actually better investors, why is this? I'm not surprised, Mm -hmm. but let's back up a few steps. Who is Sally Krawcheck? Oh. Who are you who mean are, like deep in my core or well, no, my, I mean, my just, background? Well, no, your, your 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 background because it's like what? I just oh, I want, thought we were. I thought we were going. Deep I want to unpack that too, but I do think that it's. I do, but I mean, I also think that your your career has been deep. I mean, mm-hmm. what you have accomplished is deep, and you have been a trailblazer in all sorts of ways. I mean, you were just saying some staggering statistics and like mm-hmm. where you have come mm-hmm. from and what you've accomplished in a world that isn't like mm-hmm. you know very male dominated as major. And so I just want to give people some depth, some mm-hmm. listeners, some depth to understand like why you're here talking yeah. about these things. So tell us. Yeah. Tell us. So I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. My goal, I love to say my goal in life was to be a princess. So when that didn't work out, I became a banker. But the truth is I gained an interest in money because my parents, who are now 79 and 80, who still, Jonathan, make out in the kitchen, like, get a room, I love mom that. and dad. No, it is, they're, oh, modeling, they're modeling a secure, functioning relationship. Amazing. Without that, you wouldn't be here, queen. Oh, I love that. There we go. Well, the real reason I wouldn't be here is the only thing they fought about was money. Oh, I love to that. where Cute. we would hide. Keeps it interesting keeps it uh, fresh. Right, there's, honey, there's keeps sort attention. of a crackle. Yeah, and we would hide under the bed. And so when I was at school, even though most of my girlfriends, oh, Wall Street, oh, banking, yuck. You know, I'm like, I want to make some money. I want to make some money. So, what was the fundamental issue there? Was it like because like did your mom like want to like impulse buy and your dad was like, no, oh, yeah. we got to save. Well, we didn't have any. I mean, the the really issue was we, you know, in fact, my my parents who just are such wonderful people. Growing up in South Carolina, my dad took out loans to send all four of us to private school every year from kindergarten through college, um, and did that because the education system at the time in South Carolina was not so great. Um, so that was the point of friction. They just, it was scarcity. And so I learned a scarcity mindset when it came to money. And I'm like, first of all, having grown up in a household with six of us and one bathroom with no lock, I'm like, the the path oh. from me to my own bathroom is paved with money. Um, and I recognize the power dynamic. So I went to Wall Street. Interest. Yeah. So I went to Wall Street, was a mediocre investment banker. I went because I could. Um, you know, all the sexual harassment, all the all the things of the 80s, became a research analyst in the in my 30s, um, covering sort of in a meta way Wall Street. Uh, ended up really taking to it, loved digging deep, seeing things other people didn't see, painting pictures other people couldn't see, um, became the number one ranked research analyst. My first claim to fame. Um, as a research analyst, is that as a director of research, I said, whoa, we're in all these different businesses. There are conflicts if we're giving advice to one and to this other guy, you know, you can't both be good advice. Yeah. um, Because by nature, companies that are trying to issue stock want to issue it high. People want to buy it low. Let me get out of that one business, really focus on the individual, put them at the center. Everybody said, you're going out of business, Sally, running Sanford Bernstein as a director of research. And then the crash of 2001 happened. All these conflicts became apparent. 
our business took off as being the non-conflicted one. I was a cover of Fortune magazine, Jonathan, uh, as the last honest analyst. Uh, and then I got to, then I was brought in to turn around the Smith Barney business that had gotten caught in this, that scandal, the research scandal. Um, and my second claim to fame is I was the only senior executive on Wall Street that partially reimbursed clients in the 0708 downturn. Not because you get your money back if stocks go down, but because we'd missold products. Oh, it's low risk. It happened to be high risk. Oh, it'll go down eight cents on the dollar. It went down a dollar on the dollar. And I went to my new boss and said, we're the bad guys here. We're just the bad guys. Let's be the good guys and partially reimburse them rather than making us sue them. And he said no. And eventually it went to the board and I won, but I lost my job for it. Uh, and then I was brought in to turn around Merrill Lynch. But did those, mm-hmm. but, but so essentially like when that, when that whole mm-hmm. subprime mortgage thing happened, mm-hmm. like where other people like got sued by like the CFBP yeah. and stuff, like yeah. you had like already gotten in front of that and we're like, no, 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 we need to like help these people out because like we kind of like misled right. them and stuff. But then the boss said like, ew, and then you guys, and so you ended up so, winning, but then you got fired still? And then I got fired for it. How? And I knew, well, I knew it was going to happen. Look, because I took on, you know, pro tip for your listeners, you take on your boss, the CEO at the board level and have a knockdown drag out, you will lose your job. Even if you win the battle. Even when you win, even, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Because he's like, I don't want her around. I remember literally him sending one of his minions into my office to tell me to literally sit down and shut up. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Life's short. I'm not going to do that. Ah. Yeah, so then I went to run Merrill, which Bank of America um, took over, and the, you know, all there was lots of culture clash, and everybody was unhappy, and and came in and spent a couple of years getting that in good shape, and then uh, the boss there was like, yeah, thanks for thanks for the work. Ooh, honey, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I needed to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Honey, these premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. They're giving you washable silk tops. I love the quality of their fabrics. It really is stunning. Oh my God. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash curious. You ever own something that inspired you to up your game? We spend so much time in our cars. It's nice to have a car that makes you feel good. It's giving me like, you deserve to take care of yourself, girl. Honey, I just love Alexis because it's giving luxury. It just gives like, nice. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. And the features on this GX, honey? Available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Available front row massaging seats. Ooh, available 33-inch all-terrain tires. That's wide. Available multi-terrain select. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Um, I'm going to have someone else run it now. And I was like, what are you doing? 
And so then Elevest. And so at the next stage, a okay, lot wait, stand by. Of, yeah, yes. Okay, we're gonna take a really quick break. Okay, uh, but like it's a commercial, two commercials. We'll be right back with more after the break. Welcome back to Getting Curious. We have Jonathan Van Ness, um, Sally Krawcheck. So basically, so all of those kind of twists and turns mm-hmm. of, um, you know, navigating these waters, mm-hmm. like navigating this kind of very upside down power yeah. dynamic, but you were like doing it really well. And then all things lead to Elevest. Yes. And so then I'm on a career break in about 2012, 2013. And Jonathan, a number of folks said to me, hey, Sally, you have this career in investing in on Wall Street and you're a woman, I notice, and you should start an investing firm or a money management firm or a bank for women. And my reaction was, OMG, that is so stupid. Like, who... Who thinks women, women do not need their own financial services company that it's going to be so you go girl, you know, so remedial financial education, so like you know, patronizing or something exactly sexist. You know, my point of view was money is gender neutral. We don't need our own thing. Don't in, and don't insult me about it. Um, like and, don't like genderize it. So that's right. Oh, yeah. And and you know it's going to be a marketing gig. And by the way, I worked at City, and they spent a zillion dollars on you know a project like that, and exited, and, and everybody's failed, and women don't need their own thing. And then Jonathan, one day, as you know, you know, as so often happens, I'm in the bathroom putting on the old mascara, and that's where all good ideas happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, son of a gun, I'm about to have a good idea. And then I waited, and the world sort of shook. And then it came to me, which is, wait a second, first step, um, the retirement savings crisis is a woman's crisis. Why? We live six to eight years longer than men do. We retire. I talked about our wealth is 32 cents on a man's dollar, right? Um, huh. You know, how can we help change that? Well, there's the gender pay gap, which we're talking about. Yep, that's important. A lot of people working on that. Right. Super important. But there's also, in the first instance, a gender investing gap. Women don't invest as much as men do. It costs the women listening hundreds of thousands for some a million plus over the course of their lives. Holy camoly. Because and just to and just so that you understand what that is, because like because uh, I haven't really like, well, OK, fuck it, I'll say it. So mm-hmm. I just like bought my first house. Right. Yeah. So I learned about like how you know real estate on average like Mm -hmm. if everything's going well like we'll like get like you'll get like three percent return for your investment but when you invest in the stock market it's like it can be like eight to nine and ten percent so it's like that means that if you invest like um i can't really do math that well so we'll just keep it simple let's say you have a thousand dollars or whatever and you invest a thousand dollars and you get ten percent back on it doesn't mean you get like a free hundred dollars Wait, it's better than that, Jonathan. It's better than that. You're exactly right. You, you, you're you taking my job from me. No. The stock market has, if you invested any given year since the 1920s, up and down and up and down, right? And everybody's like, oh, it's so dangerous. The average annual return since then has been 9.7% versus, you said, real estate Even three. including like 1930 yes. And, yes. And, and 2007 and 2008, including all of them. And, and last the 80s? Year, and the 80s. But last year was up a lot. You know, last year was up a lot. Other years have been down a lot. So it's upward trending with volatility versus you keep the money in the bank, what, you earn 1%. Okay, to your number, if you invest 1000 in the equity markets and you get a 10% return in a year, in a year you have $1,100. Here's the thing. Wealth historically compounds. What do I mean? You leave that $100 in, Jonathan, you next 
10% return, you get not the return on 1,000, but on 1,100. And so you begin to earn returns on the returns on the returns. So let me give you some numbers. If you had invested $1,000 in the equity market at the age of 22, with that 9.7% annual return, by the time you're 65, do you know how much money you'd have? No. $53,565. And that's just like $1,000. Because like if every month yep. you were like, let me just put another like 50 bucks or whatever. No, And without even doing that, so a snowball effect. If you waited till age of 30 and invested that same $1,000, the number would be closer to $25,000. So that's, this is where that, you know, sort of the owning wealth, wealth compounds, how do we get from the gender pay gap to a lower gender wealth gap, gender what I keep gap, is that men are investing more than women are. Men And non-binary people, what are we even doing? No one's even talking about well, it. Besides that one, like, you know, page that you guys do in LFS. But yeah. y'all, we're facing so much anyway. We need to, like, invest that shit. Well, and you can do this, right? So the thing about... All of the career advice, which is amazing, is in order to get a raise, it's a lot of work. Your boss has to like you, right? You have to work hard. You have to be good at your job. Your boss has to want to give you a raise. Your company has to be successful enough. If you've got money in the bank investing, you can just decide to do it, right? You, you can't guarantee the returns, of course, but you can just decide that I'm taking that action today. So today, Jonathan... Um, money is, for women, certainly our number one source of stress. The act of saving and investing, taking the action, is the number one driver of confidence in our future. There's no reason that's any different for non-binary individuals. It's taking that action and beginning to see the money sort of pile up in the in the investment account. And I think for so many people, it's just like, we don't know how to do it. We don't know about money. Like, exactly. So I think the biggest fear is, is like losing your money. Of course it is. So there's of obviously like lower risk investments and then high. Because like if you did a lower risk investment that like, because the like the base is like you have a bank at this, at the or you have a savings account at the bank and that gives you like the 1% return return right, right which is essentially like almost doing nothing mm-hmm. but it's better than a kick in the teeth but it's not yeah. that much yeah and then the and then there's got to be like something between like one percent and nine point seven like a smaller like less risky well, there's return re- there's real estate there look you there you cannot but what are a- but what about like municipals well so a couple of yes um and those can be low single digits because they're lowers oh. there's no return without risk there are no free lunches here but i do believe that we um, have viewed investing, and particularly in the equity markets, as higher risk than it's What's been. What's equity mean? So the stock market, mm-hmm. right? So investing, buying, what that is essentially buying little slivers of companies, you know, buy a little sliver of Facebook or a little sliver of IBM, or it's or they're brought together and these little slivers become a mutual fund. Okay, so it just so happens that I also might be uh, just about to be starting like my first investment too. When I was talking to the people who I was talking about it with, I was mm-hmm. like, here's the thing. I was like, I don't want any of my money going to like no yes. private prisons, Thank no you. fucked Thank up you. stuff. Thank you. Like, I don't want any messed up stuff in my portfolio. And like, and I got to like read about it and I got to like, because I'm scared about the risk and I'm also just like, I can't be investing in like some gnarly stuff. And I also like, yes, I'm not really. Jonathan, in- exactly. And there's like big tech things that I also think are kind of gross about. So my question was, is like, Mm -hmm. is there a way that we can invest our money to like fuck over people who we don't like? No, not legal, 
But there oh. is a way that we provide at Elevest and, and a number of other, other folks provide it to not invest in companies that you don't agree with and to invest you know, more, therefore, in companies that you do. But Jonathan, you're making a really important point, which is the things that have, have had Women Plus feel like investing isn't for me is you've hit on it, the complication. I don't understand it. And we love to get our A's, right? We found with men, love them, love them, they will invest without particularly understanding this and you know we've been socialized exactly we've been socialized to get our right so that's number one number two when we look at the industry we don't see ourselves Wait, right? what is get our A's? That just, that means like do it correctly because like yeah. you want our validation or whatever. That's right. Just mm. I I need to I was I'm going to invest, Jonathan. But I got to buy the book first. I got to buy the personal finance book, and then I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to come back, and then we never come back. Why? Because what's inter- more interesting than a personal finance book? A shoe book. Everything. Oh. Everything. Cats. Right? Yes. Oh, cats are more yes. interesting than everything, as yes. you and I know. We, we're both cat people. Go to gymnastics. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I love your gymnastics. Uh, me too. Oh, my God. So it's number one, it's too complicated. We're staying away. Number two, we don't see ourselves. Number three, the account minimums historically, oh, you have to have $250,000 or $10,000 or $5,000, inherently sexist and racist. Yes. Inherently sexist and racist, right? So it's not available to us. The other thing you've hit on is we think it's riskier than it's been historically. We, but we tend to over-remember bad experiences, right? You're like, hey, Sally, what about 07, 08? You're not like, hey, Sally, what about 2012 and 2013? That's because we're wired for love and acceptance. And when we experience rejection and negativity, we remember it more so that it won't happen again. Ah. That's right. And so those tougher guys, you know, the less emotionally in touch with themselves, you know, have been in their investing and we haven't. And the final thing I'll say, it's the messages that we're not good with money. Right. That we think we're not good. But equity investment things and companies have historically been like, oh, like if you want to come invest, like you have to have at least 50K or at least 250. And so it's like even if you're looking to get into the market, like because because that whole figure of like if you would have invested a thousand dollars at 20 something, like a lot of people are like, fuck your thousand dollars. I'm not going to work with a thousand. No kidding. But will LMS work with a thousand? We have no minimum. So part of our mission of getting more money in the hands of women and women plus is that we have no minimum because of that sexism, racism. Now, look, the truth is we. We don't make any money there, but it's it's really important for us. So we have no minimum. I also love to say we have no cap. So if you've got millions, come on yeah. over to us too, please. Because you're really, I mean, you're your understanding at Elevest is like of the market and it's like in its totality. Like it's not like you're you're good with every number. Oh yeah, and and we have for all that we're talking about the risk of equities. We we don't have any equity, you know, stock market only portfolios. They're diversified, and really based on high personalization. Which is okay if you don't, you know, if you're going to buy a house and you want to buy it in three years, I'm not going to put you in a risky portfolio. Then you know the chances are the volatility could hit you in between. And you can't get it. So, and isn't the other thing about investing like that you need to like just be prepared to like not need that money? Like so just. It, like you need to like not touch it. Excellent point. Absolutely. It needs to be long term. And again, that's where it pays off. So another little statistic, if you had invested in the stock market any day since 1926, any day, again, the day before a crash, the day after a crash, the day of a crash, and you stayed in the market for 15 years, your chances of a positive return was 99%. So if you, you know, if it's like, hey, I, I need this in two years, be in a, a less risky portfolio. What happened yeah. is is it possible to like get negative in the portfolio and it like never comes back or something? Sure. In theory, of course it is. In theory it can go to zero. In theory, um, you know, 
we, I always say you'll have more things to worry about than your portfolio if it goes to zero. But there can be periods of years where you're negative. And look, I get it. I've been doing this, as you were so kind to note, forever, Jonathan. And I still get nervous when the market goes down. Um, but if you have a long-term horizon, you don't look too much. If you look, you're you're going to it's going to drive you crazy. And if really importantly, the right way to invest really is a little bit out of every paycheck. And what that means when things are tough is like, oh, the money I put in a month ago is down, but I'm buying this on sale today. Uh. Oh, right. And the next week it's still on sale. And the third week it's still on sale. And that's a great way to invest because it moderates out the ups and downs. So it's not like you need to think about like, you know, like investing some lump sum and then like losing that lump sum. That's right. Because you're kind of you're always kind of thinking about putting into it. And you can do both history. You know, history has shown you have to be incredibly unlucky to invest the day before, you know, the. 1929 crash or the 1987 crash. Right. It could happen. They always say, trust your gut. But one time, my gut told me to bleach my eyebrows. And that was fashionable, but not widely well-received. While probiotics can't help you with most of your gut decisions, it can give your gut a little bit of support. And Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Did you know daily disturbances like poor diets, stress, travel, the use of certain medications, and plenty of other factors can throw off your gut microbiome? Oh, no. Enter Ritual. Their Symbiotic Plus has been a gorgeous tool. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 25% off. But even then, when you stay in the market, it's been years of recovery, not, you know, never recover. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Right. Okay. We're going to take a really yeah. quick break and then we're going to be right back with more Sally Grawcheck from Elevest right after the break. Welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. So if you're someone who's like, you know, new to investing, uh, Elevest is uh, there for you, which mm -hmm. is great. What's your, what is your advice to young investors like moving forward? Start early. Start early. Um, you know, my kids are just beginning, just getting into the workforce. And, you know, the, the advice we give is, is what you want to shoot for is of your take-home pay. 50, 30, 20. Okay. Mm. All right. What does that mean? 50% of your take home pay goes to your needs. You got to pay the rent. You got to commute to work. You got to buy the new first suit. 30% is fun because, Jonathan, who knows? You know, you got to have fun. Like life is for living. 20% goes to future you. I named my future me. Her name is Esther. She's a very old lady. And I got to pay Esther. Um, and that 20%, you know, it goes to my 401k or my investment account or my savings or paying down credit card debt or paying down really high interest rate loans. Um, and so that's that part that can compound and grow for you. Ah, you know, some of your listeners saying, I can't do that. I just can't do that. Um, well, try 1% to future you. Let's go for 2%. Just begin to do it slowly. Um, the other thing I would tell folks, so, before, you know, as you think about 50, 30, 20, 
um, and as you're starting out in life, the order in which you want to do things once you graduate from college and begin adulting um, is pay down that high interest rate debt. You have a credit card debt. You want it. You got to get rid of that stuff. And I know too many people have money in the bank and then credit card debt. It's like, take that money in the bank and pay off the credit card debt. The interest rates are high. It's very expensive. Uh, number two, if your company offers a 401k program, I know it seems boring. I've got it. But start putting a little bit of money in there particularly if there's a match, because that's free money, right? And that begins to work for you on a tax-advantaged basis. The third thing you want to do is an emergency fund, right? Three months when you're young, one month, two months, three months, up to six months when you're more mature of take-home pay in case of emergency, and then you want to begin to invest. So it's not complicated. Um, it's just remembering these sort of set of rules to help you get started right. So what if you're someone who's way out of balance for that? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's yeah. say you're someone who's like, I have not filed my taxes in a couple years. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, I've yeah, got like a, Lord. like, I've got like a DWI mm. and like, my, mm. I'm like, my shit yeah. is fucked yeah. up. Well, so there's something in finance called a sunk cost. And that's in life, too. The mistakes you made, you made. Right. So you just got to stand where you are and do the best you can with what you've got. And for most people, what I hear is I'm just deep in credit card debt or student loan debt, which is the tragedy of our country. What student loan debt percentage like interest rate? Um, happily, most of them are pretty low still. So, you know, you, I'm seeing stuff below 5%, 4%, 3%, but there's some 7 to 9%. Huge, five, I mean, yeah. 5% of... Fifty thousand—that's a oh, it's a, that's big deal. a lot of money. No, it, it is not fair. What what has happened? What we have done to this generation, where we are—you know—these colleges have these huge endowments. The education these kids are getting is fine, and then they're left. You know, when I got out of college, I didn't have the debt following me, and so. You know, you you have to do with what you can. And, you know, the first thing is that 50-30-20 rule, to the best of your ability, if you cannot buy it without putting it on the credit card, do not buy it, right? And I don't care, you know, you if shouldn't you care. you cannot buy it, okay, because I mean, because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Pre-Queer Eye, I was a nightmare, yeah. With it's probably still in, but I I think I'm more on like the goals of like what kind of what we were talking about. But before that, I mean, I think the like the year before Queer Eye, like two years before Queer Eye, I had really started to like mm. level out and think about my future, and I did start to save, and I was making like way cuter decisions. Like, and it, so I mean, it was like a slow burn, um, but. For so many people, and myself included, like it's, uh, I mean, because like when I think about like 50% for like your needs, Mm -hmm. but it's like 50% of your 50% is, or, you know, 30% of your 50% is like taxes. Like if you're in the 30% tax bracket. Well, of all of it, right? Yeah, I know, but it's just just like so much of what we Well, but that's why I said take home pay. But yes, I get it, right? It's expensive to be alive. Yes. And why is it so damn expensive? Well, and why don't we provide better education? So my son, you know, went to school here in Manhattan, right? Did not have a personal finance class. Had a woodworking class, Jonathan Van Ness. A woodworking class. Which is, like, cute, but it's, like, that should be, like, an extracurricular activity. 
but he lives in Manhattan. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I said you do on Wednesday nights to, like, get your steam off, you know? like When we moved, we had he made a bench, and then we moved. We're like, oh, no, we lost the bench. Oh, no. Sorry. His name's Jonathan, too. Sorry, Jonathan. That's cute. We threw your bench away. Uh, But, so, yeah, it's like, because we really just don't learn about finance. No, no, it's it's a national tragedy. And, and again, you know, when it comes for women, women plus, when we're told also we're bad with money, then the whole thing perpetuates itself. So if we, but you know. if you think about that too historically about like knowledge, and you think if you think about like knowledge mm-hmm. as power, like the the right to be taught to read mm-hmm. historically was kept to men and white people, and yes. and like and even back yes. in like Egyptian times, like that's one thing I just learned at this like King Tut exhibit that I went to is that like with the hieroglyphics, like that style of writing was like kept to only like a mm-hmm. like the the yes. act of knowing how to read and write was kept so secret because they were scared that it could like mess up society if too many people knew how to like communicate. Okay. And so let's take that analogy to money. So we all know money is power. In our society, money is power. And what has happened is men have had much more of it. Women, women plus have had less of it. And part of that has been that we have gotten the societal messages. We're not good with money. It's not for us. So much of the advice we get about money. So first of all, think about it. The male money TV, CNBC, Bloomberg, Cranes, et cetera, all about growing money. No female money media. And when we do, it's all about budgeting and saving. And so as a result, we women... As opposed to like getting fucking rich. No kidding. And, and, And we women today prefer to talk about literally any other topic than money, certainly sex, and including our own death. And so when we go back to the gender pay gap, I do not want to blame the victim. This is a societal issue that needs to be taken care of. What I will say is that if you have been taught that money is an unladylike topic, if you are not talking to your friends about it, then when it's time for the raise, how do you know what raise to ask for? Answer is you don't because of these messages. And so that is a way of keeping us from our power. From not talking about it. Right. Yeah, because you have to like shine your light on these things in order for them to like... For women today, there's no amount of money they make that they don't feel ashamed about. Either it's too much... I always feel kind of guilty about it. See? See? And it's the, I, I'm so fortunate I don't deserve it, or I don't want my friends to think, I don't want them to feel bad, or... Probably before you got it, you were into queer, you were in, in queer eye, that it was, oh my God, I feel so awful because I'm in some debt and I feel ashamed about that. So the shame is there, Jonathan, no matter what it is. And so I love to say, if white men got together 150 years ago and said, how do we keep women plus from power? This is what they would have done. Right. They would have said money is a source of shame. And then they would have kept us out of the money industries like Wall Street banking, venture capital. And as a result, is it any surprise that we women plus invest less than men do when we don't see ourselves in the industry? So this is deep. Well, thank God, though, that things like Elevest are like at least creating a place where people can get into the market and can like learn to invest because it's like I didn't know like how to invest. Like I wouldn't have known where to go or who to ask or whatever. So how does it work at Elevest? Like does Elevest.com. So, so if someone right there. just go, but what if someone wants to be able to like talk to the person that's going to do that? We do that too. 
We have we are tech f- first. That's our heritage. That's how we started. And we have a ton of education, Jonathan. We've got a great content team that I think we're publishing a piece a day. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, and so there's a lot of content there. So a let's lot of say education. my let's say my producer, like one of our producers, Julie, like is like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready to invest. Yes. So she goes to Elevest.com. Yes. Then what happened? And then she she might decide to go to the magazine and do some learning and learn the basics that she needs to know about investing. Or we're a fiduciary, Jonathan, so we are required by law to put her interest ahead of our own. She, you know, we and we've got decades of experience. So she she may say, you know what? I trust these folks. They've got decades of doing this. They're a fiduciary. Let me go through the process and begin to invest. Let me um, input. Again, we talked about gender because that matters. You know, according you know, your wealth differs depending on your your gender. Let me tell Elevest in this online experience what I want to achieve in my life. I want to buy a house in five years. I want to retire at sixty two. I want to start a business. Let me give them some information about them. Then they will use their incredibly powerful investing algorithm that will put together a personalized investment portfolio for me. All I have to do, Julie will say, is make a deposit, ongoing deposits. We take care of the rest. Oh, and, ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your initial deposit, then you're like, okay, and then I'll do like 5% yeah, of I'll my do, paycheck. Yeah, I'll do X amount every, out of every paycheck. And then the great thing, Jonathan, is we'll track her to her goal. We'll tell her if she's off track. You know, if the, so last year, the market was really, you know, very volatile. Even I was sort of freaking out. And you can go into Elvis and say, can I still retire on time? And we let her know, yeah, you're still good. You're still good. Or and then you, if, time to freak out. And then if it's time to freak out, it's like, okay, we need to go to 10% to meet your goals. If you were doing 5% a check, like, it's just like, adjust. Yeah, you put in a little more money. And people are usually surprised by how little the adjustments are because of the investments are long-term. So you'll have to retire a week later. Okay, I can handle that. I'm yeah. awesome. And that takes away, Jonathan, that that sense of, it's an you know, when the markets get volatile, it's a bottomless pit. Right? Oh no! Is everything going to go? Oh look, the market went down a hundred points or a thousand points. I'm still going to be okay. All right, I can sort of deal with that. So we, you know, we um, we started digital investing. We're adding on additional capabilities. So career coaching, for example, believe it or not, part of Elevest because it's all about getting more money in the hands of women. We also have high-end financial advisors. So we really, starting at a digital first, are expanding out because women have said to us, you know, to be frank, I trust you, right? There's a crazy lady who keeps, you know, gets fired to do the right thing over on Wall (laughs) Street, and you've been built around me and the fact that maybe I am a little more risk-aware than men are. Hmm. You know, maybe um, this beautiful online experience feels more like, I always say we we are what um, would happen if Tori Birch and Merrill Lynch had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, there, there's a feminine sensibility to it. No, you know, aggressive jargon, etc. So then what I just keep thinking about like where like a 25 year old me would have been mm-hmm. or like a 27 year old me would have been. Mm-hmm. And so for people that are just like not they just don't think that they're to a point where they're going to investing. It's like, girl, I'm just trying to pay my fucking rent. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm trying to like not have to move back home. Like I'm trying like, or, yeah. or like, yeah. you know, so yeah. for people that are just like even stripped back to that and you're and but with your life experience advice and your and everything you said, it's like, how can someone get into a game plan of trying to step up to a point in their life where they and I, and obviously I know that they don't need to have too much and they, and they don't yeah. even need like a down payment to get into Elvis. You can just like, yeah. you know, do whatever you can do from each paycheck but if someone's like i have no money to get to Mm -hmm. an extra paycheck place is there 
any formula that you have seen that's like a good place to start? Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a great question. And look, the you know the first thing is see if you can earn more money. You know, being great at your job, asking for that raise. So we did a survey at Elevest. I think it was a couple years ago now, and people in general are aware there's a gender pay gap if you're a woman or a woman plus. Yeah, I know. In general, most people didn't think they had one, right? Not me, but my friend probably does. Well, yeah, it's you, right? It's it's not everybody else. You can't everybody else can't think it's everybody else. And so I'd step up immediately and ask for that 20% raise. Um, yeah, you got to be good at your job. Yep, you got to work for the right boss. Yep, you know, all that stuff. But, and they might say no, but at least it's a good place to start. Well, that that's exactly right. And by the way, if they keep saying no, then they've sent you a really important say, you know. And then I say always, if they say no for the money, start negotiating anything else, Jonathan, right? Well, what about send me to a training program to learn how to do uh, coding or social media or um, gosh, could I have an assignment to work with the head of marketing for a period of time? Can I go overseas? If they say no to everything you're negotiating for, mark that. If you then come back and ask for a raise again in six months or a year, mark that. And it may be that you're working for a Todd. What's a Todd? Ah, I'm so glad you asked. A Todd is a, just not a predator, not a terrible person, but a nice guy or gal who just always seems to promote people just like themselves. That he talks about being woke. He signs that, you know, he, um, you know, is talking about gender, talks about his daughter or her daughter. But then it's funny, everybody, and everybody likes him, but everybody he promotes tends to be a junior Todd. And the problem is it can take sort of years to realize like, oh, I'm working for a Todd. I'm never going to get that promotion. The research tells us that white men today are promoted based on potential and everyone else, particularly women of color, um, but women, people of color, um, non-binary individuals promoted based on achievement. So the bar is higher. For everybody else. And so are you working for a Todd who you're just never going to get the raise? That's depressing, but better to know it and figure out how to get to a different department or different company than to keep their banging away at something you're never going to get any better. Right. And so ask for the raise, side hustle maybe, right? Transfer away. And from there, whatever you're making, you know, is then you go into that 50, 30, 20 rule. Yes. Right. Love that. Thank you. Such good advice. So we're getting to that part of the podcast where it's like Yogi Recess. Like, I'm, I don't know if you, but like do the thing where it's like, you know, I really wanted to learn handstands today. And like, maybe we didn't do handstands. So mm-hmm. is there like something that you want to like impart on our listeners that we like didn't get to? Is there like, I mean, I yeah. really am into LMS now. So tell like we can, and we can even hit several points on Yogini Recess yeah. if we need to. Yeah. Look, I'm Jonathan. I'm so excited to be here because you know, part of what we're trying to do, our mission at Elevest is get more money in the hands of women, women plus. Um, to do that, in many cases, we need to change society. We need to change the way people think about themselves, that money should not be this thing that, you know, other people have. Aspiring to be wealthy should be, oh, I can't do that. And sort of taking those steps to financial control are life transforming. And so I think a, a life well lived is um, emotional health spiritual health, physical health. The one we haven't talked enough about is financial health, right? But if you don't have the financial wellness, you it's hard to enjoy the others. In fact, you can't. And so, you know, I think a lot about, you know, making money, earning money, having money. Again, we've been taught it's tacky, but it really is, we think about it as self-care, 
right? Financial self-care and what are those actions you can take? It's not as hard as you've been led to believe. You know, if you come to LFS, you'll see very plain English. We don't, you know, use all the big words so you'll think we're smart. Yeah. But taking that action. And the other thing I would say is the reason that all of your listeners care about this, all of them, um, if they are the, you know, broiest bro, the reason they care about this is because none of us want our daughters, our non-binary children, to have less money than our sons. Nobody. And we sit here in our country today when you and I both know this time's up Me Too moment would not happen. We would not be living it if women had as much money as men did. We just wouldn't, right? And so, you know, this investing, which is where we started, but getting at LFS, but getting in financial control, this is a difference between this intense level of stress and, you know, quit the job I hate because I work for a Todd, leave the relationship where he or she just isn't as nice as they used to be. It's not working for me. Get your friggin' hand off my leg, you jerk, right? Go around the world, whatever. The, the, by taking control of your money, that's the life-changing difference we're talking about. And, and we should all really care about it, particularly with all the inequality in our country, you know, and the anger. If we can begin to bring, you know, the, the folks who are suffering from these money gaps along, you know, it's going to provide a lot of healing. Wow. Yeah, that's major. And I guess just like to bring one more, bring a little more, because mm-hmm. we did touch on a little bit, but it's one thing that you guys at LFS have worked on so much is the, especially the gender and wealth gap for women of color. Oh, yeah. And so because mm-hmm. that's even bigger and larger, is that is the, is, is some advice there, like, just like 40% raise? Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the, it starts with that gender pay gap where women of color, you know, as mentioned, it's 200 plus years for Latinx women to make the same as white men. I mean, that's fucking outrageous, right? You know, it's like, I think it's like, you know, people are like, oh, it's starting to close. I'm like, that's not closing. That's like Hamilton calling for equality. Right. And we're just getting to it today. Yeah. That's not moving. And so it absolutely is. But look, Jonathan, I don't want it, you know, it shouldn't all be on the women, right? This is not their fault. Yeah. This is, you know, probably nice people with underlying biases that lead to really systemic sexism yeah. and racism. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade. And so, yes, we women need to talk about money, ask for the raise, invest, take control, you know, all that stuff. Um, for your listeners who are not in those positions, doing like, you know, one of the investors, one of our own, you know, people who invest to start the company, Salesforce, that CEO just went out and just, we're just closing the gap. We're just closing the pay gap, right? That's just, we're doing it. Yeah, there so we like, go. We need like bigger, like, and also it's like voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like that can also, cause like we're like one of the only countries that doesn't have that like enshrined in our, con- like other countries have like laws to make sure that there isn't like pay gaps. Well, and we do in our country, but it doesn't work, right? In our country, it's a, hey, don't pay people different. Well, okay. But you can think of a thousand reasons. I paid Susie less than Jim because she didn't have as much gravitas or she, you know, doesn't seem to really be going places. And then how does she figure it out? She can't because society dictates you can't talk about your salary. Whereas in countries like Iceland, they mandate you have got to be audited every year so that you're not you don't have these gaps that have come in. So we have laws in this country. They just haven't worked. Uh, we have to have you back. So many things to talk about. Thank you so much. Sally Krawcheck. Oh, anytime. Uh, thanks so much. We got to like, have you back. Thank anytime, you so much. Anytime. Anytime. 
You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guest this week was Sally Krawcheck. You'll find links to her work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJVN. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bosick. Getting Curious is produced by me, Julie Carrillo, Ray Ellis, Chelsea Jacobson, and Colin Anderson. 